Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Soul Prince podcast. I'm your host, Akashic Beck. And if you're new here, welcome. And if you're returning, I'm so grateful to have you back. So if you're new to Soul Prince, this podcast is dedicated to the pursuit of purpose, whether that is navigating your spiritual awakening, investigating your past lives, or discovering your spiritual gifts. And today's guest and I are going to be talking about something a little bit outside the box. You know, when we're young, we're told stories and they include all kinds of magical mystical creatures like dragons and unicorns and elves and fairies but as you continue on this spiritual path you start to learn that these things aren't so imaginary after all and my guest is someone who works very intimately with unicorns and dragons she is a unicorn intuitive and ambassador and a dragon guide liaison she is a beautiful light worker being um she is an incredible just an incredible person all around and i'm so grateful to call her my friend please welcome chris robinson welcome hi. chris hi thank you how I'm are so you <laughs> good I love how we met on Instagram and we're just like soul sisters and that's just so comfortable. Like I'm yes. sure we've done things. We'll have to uh, delve into that sometime. What, what were our connections in other lives? Cause I'm right. Sure something. There absolutely is. Absolutely is. I, I know it in my bones. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I've already worked with your, with your unicorn guide and it's just like, it's just a big family. And once you work with one unicorn they've actually conveyed they're like it's just a big family we're just all here so then I feel like I have this other big unicorn family that I've connected with even aside from my unicorn and my family's unicorns it's like they're all just it's like one big happy family the unicorn crew I guess you could call them (laughs) yes the unicorn gang here to back us up (laughs) yes they are I love that they have their the weapons that they wield are their horns and they're just mm-hmm. pure light and energy. So that's their um that's their light weapon because oh, they're like just that. the pure embodiment of everything you would imagine a unicorn to be. They're just amazing and beautiful. You know, it's probably a good thing that I'm not a unicorn because <laughs> I would probably wield my my weapon uh, more than I should. <laughs> you never know who you're going to encounter on a day-to-day basis. Well, that just popped in my head when you said that um, the phrase, kill them with kindness. That's what they do. <laughs> They're just totally all about that. And it's through their horn. They're just oh, like, wow. okay, hold on. Let me, let me put my horn on you and I'm going to give you some light. it's like (laughs) oh my gosh I love it well I was thinking of something totally different but we won't go into that (laughs) so Chris let's uh let's talk a little bit about you ma'am um let's talk about you know what it is that you do exactly um you know explain that to our listeners okay and um and how you got started on on doing this because this is such a a unique and interesting service that you offer. Well, let me be the first one to say, I did not know that I would be doing this, but I love that I'm doing it and I'm so grateful and thankful, but 
it all came about. Um, it was really interesting. I got a unicorn book for my birthday, which was last December. And I've, I've been a person who meditates for I'm probably going on six years now, ever since my, my awakening happened. And um, so mostly on a daily basis, I don't meditate necessarily on the weekends, but um, so I got this unicorn book and it's called magic of unicorns. And it's by Diana Cooper, who is an amazing um, elemental liaison and ambassador as well. If you haven't, um, I know, you know, of Diana Cooper from the things that I've had online mm-hmm. for anyone else to check out. She's amazing. So I have this Diana Cooper book that was gifted to me and it's all about unicorns. And so I was only a few chapters into the book. And then one of the days in meditation, after I began the book, my unicorn guide was just standing right in front of me, like, hello, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I'm pretty sure she, my husband and my daughter gave me that book for my birthday. And I'm pretty sure she was, my unicorn guide was the one who said, okay, we're going to give Chris this book and then she's going to meet me. So uh, that's what happened. And my unicorn guide, her name is Tahara. And she's uh, an all white unicorn with a golden horn. And she emanates in her aura every color of the rainbow because that's their essence. And they're just obviously pure light and love and compassion and peace. And so that is when you realize that their aura is the color of the rainbow. That's literally everything, right? So they embody every beautiful, magical quality you can imagine. That's what a unicorn is. So that's how I met my unicorn guide. And we were, um, you know, she was sending me messages here and there in meditation. And I was connecting with her. And along the line, she said, part of my mission work here to humanity in this lifetime, my service work is to be um, an intuitive and an ambassador for the unicorns because I have a soul contract with them. So part of my service work is to help others connect with their guides. And so we started by, um, she had me, she called it my training. So I did my training with, with Tahara, excuse me. And you were one of the first people that I actually connected with. There were a couple people that I was, um, that I wanted to connect for on, on Instagram and you were one of them. So we worked uh, so what, it, would you like me to explain kind of how I do it or just, are you not ready for that part yet? Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. Um, feel free to go ahead and, you know, share about like, take us through the process of, yeah. you know, what a reading looks like. I think people okay. would be definitely interested in that. Okay. So, um, in meditation, they come to me and before I connect with the guides, I have the person who I'm connecting for thank them. So I reached out to you and said, could you please thank your unicorn guide for connecting with me? And that energetically then gives me permission to do that on your behalf. So um, then I sit down with my guide and it's actually a shamanic practice, which I didn't realize, but it's a shamanic practice called journeying. And you go Mm -hmm. into meditation with one of your guides and the journeying is that they find your guide. So she's journeying to find your guide to connect with me while I journey to connect with them. Does that make sense? It's like, yes, this this one big happy journey. We're all on together. Okay. So uh, when Tahara comes in with the guide, then we just introduce ourselves. And I say, thank you for showing me what, what Beck needs to know for her highest good at this time. What messages do you have for her? And they can show me anything from past lives 
to, if you would have a question that you wanted me to ask, um, you could let me know in advance, but I could ask them the question and they might have a message about that question in particular. They can show me past lives where they were a horse before they ascended into the unicorn realms. So these are all things that can show up. So they, uh, many times, and I connect for four days. So mm, throughout those okay. four days, it's um, so many different things that they can show me, but um, a lot of times they want to show me a past life. And if they don't want to show me a past life with you and them as when they were a horse, mm -hmm. a lot of times it's either an Atlantis past lifetime, Atlantean or Lemurian, because we were all with our unicorns in those lifetimes. They were actually working with us um, because in the fifth dimension, you, your unicorn was visible to you. And you, even though they don't reside in the fifth dimension, we were at a high enough frequency where we could see them and they could see us. So we interacted together and worked together and did a lot of different um, things that kept the frequency high. We uh, imbued Lemuria and Atlantis with light codes that helped uh, keep the frequency high. We did that to the plants, the animals, other beings who lived there. It was just such a high frequency. It's all things that the 3D mind may have a hard time grasping, mm -hmm. but uh, the frequency of love, light, compassion, peace, and harmony would be brought forward through sound, um, the light codes that they, when they show me light codes, and sometimes people have this as a job that they've done in Atlantis, but they imbue light codes into different things and keep the frequency high. And when they show me that, they show me it being sparkles. Oh, so, okay. Sometimes people may be singing to flowers or singing to plants and the visual, the visual that they're actually showing me is a person standing there and singing, but there are literally like sparkles uh, going between your mouth and the plant. So you're oh, okay. that plant with light. And I'm sure they're showing me that because that's visually makes, it makes, it makes sense to me. Right. They may not actually be that. I don't think there were literally sparkles doing that. <laughs> right. I just think they're showing me that that's the frequency. Right. Like energetically, that's what was happening. Yes. That is the perfect way to put it. Correct. So that's incredible. That's a lot of times what the unicorns want to convey. And, you know, even though it's four days, you will get, I type, I then type these messages up when I come out of meditation that day. And then now lately, they've been having me channel as well as I type. So even though there are things that I remember from meditation, I tell them before I leave meditation, you can also come to me and use me as a channel when I'm typing this up and let me know what else you would like me to say. So they've also been channeling that way too, where I type it and then they're, they're telling me as I type it. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so, so your practice has kind of evolved uh, since yeah. you started doing this. It has. Mm -hmm. And it's always been, they've always wanted me to channel. It's just, I had to remember how to do it. So now I remember, and that's, um, I'd say it's more of a hybrid reading now between meditating and getting messages and ch channeling the messages as I type what they want, what they would like to say. So you Very will, cool. if you're receiving that it is, it's, it's just beautiful. And if you're receiving the messages from me, it will be typed up and emailed to you. And anywhere between four to five to six pages of messages will come forward. Oh, wow. And I give you a description of your guide, your guide's name, a little bit about their personality, you know, the vibe that I'm getting from them, because of course they all have personalities too, just like we do. So 
some can be really silly and playful and I like to joke and they know I have a sense of humor that I, I just laugh so much with them. They're always being silly or sometimes you'll get just a really wise unicorn who is like a motherly or fatherly energy and they're just so calm. And so when they convey things, you just, it's like, just, a just, you know, because they're so wise, you know, mm-hmm. it would almost remind me of if you were speaking to like a shaman or a medicine man or an elder in the native American culture, you know, right. When you're speaking with them, you just absorb all of their, you feel like you absorb their wisdom. That's so. incredible. I love that. So, and, and you don't have to be specific like you don't have to share anything from anyone's readings or anything but what type of information do they like to share they um well definitely on Atlantis and Lemuria so many people have reincarnated now because they're bringing forth that energy to get us to move us into the fifth dimension mm-hmm. and in Diana Cooper's book she in the unicorns book she says by the year 2032 we will fully be in the fifth dimension So that means there will be new ways to no longer will we be going to doctors for things necessarily. There will be new ways of healing our bodies, new ways of um, we will be remembering our gifts, which are how we heal ourselves and things like that. So, so, so that will come through in messages, these different things that they're showing me with the crystalline grid, which is the grid that runs all throughout mother earth, which is literally crystal lights all around the globe and those Mm -hmm. went uh, dormant and became deactivated after the fall of Atlantis, but they're still there. Right. So some people are here to work on those grids and to be at a specific part on the grid to reactivate it and bring it back. And that will be a part of the fifth dimension again. And that's what holds peace, harmony, love, and compassion are once the grid is at a high enough frequency and we can sustain that that's what living in 5D is going to be like is what they're showing me because we will be living off of that grid and that high vibration. So um, I've also seen people in Lemuria who are um, one of my clients was a plant healer and she was using plants to heal people. A lot of times when I'm shown these images, it does remind me of the native American culture and how things were done then. And they right. were still practicing those things and do still practice those, but obviously there aren't as many Native Americans as there were, you know, many right. years ago. Right. So, um, and then the past lives that they show me when they were horses, a lot of times is just to convey to their their human that that they really did have a life with them prior to being a unicorn, you know, for them to re- try to remember. I was with you at one point, and this is what we did. And they're always so excited to show that, that they that there was a connection there, a physical connection before they ascended to the unicorn realms. Right. Which is absolutely beautiful. Very cool. So do they ever share about, say, for example, um, if there's something, you know, bothering your client, like uh, let's mm-hmm. say that they have something that they're really worried about. Do, do your, do their unicorns offer them any advice or anything um, that could help them with uh, where they're at in their life? Yes. Yes. And usually that I will say the times that they've brought that up would be when the individual has more of a specific question that they want to ask Mm -hmm. rather than me just going into meditation and asking the guide, what do they want them to know for their highest good? Right. Um, 
Yes, I have had people ask different questions and it would be similar to an Oracle card reading, I would say, mm-hmm. where uh, the Oracle cards would be your divination tool in that case. Well, in this case, you're speaking with the guides and that's the tool that you're using there. But it's always only if it's for you to know for your highest good. So if it's a question that they don't want to, they may generally elaborate on it, but not get into great detail about it. Because since we do have free will, they don't want to interfere with what our choice may be. Mm -hmm. So they will, to the extent that they can, though, give you direction. And one of the unicorns that I spoke with recently, my client had several questions and um, her unicorn guide really did elaborate on those pretty in depth. So yes, if there are specific questions that, that you may have and want look for guidance on, for sure, they, they can provide to the extent that they're allowed to do that. Yes, they can. That's awesome. And it is. Also, I also want to point out that, um, you know, in, in what I do, um, I am not allowed to read for children. Um, I can mm-hmm. talk about connections, but mm-hmm. I cannot read for children. But you, can, in fact, can read for children. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Some of my clients, after I did readings for them, they wanted to have a reading for, for their child. And uh, it was, it's again, the same type of information that would come through for, for your highest good at this time, but the same type of information. Now I will say on the children, they do seem to really uh, stress that the kids are here to create this new world that we're going to be living in. The mm-hmm. children is that old saying the children are the future, but that's mm-hmm now than any other time they're here to remember they're here to remember sooner than any of us have and they're here to remember from a younger age so that they can bring everything online more quickly and that they'll bring their things everything that they remember back online these healing powers when we do get into the fifth dimension they will be fully online with those and and be supported and be able to use those and these different techniques so a lot of the things for the kids has been um, past Atlantean lifetimes. I don't feel like I see a Lemuria as much with the children, but that makes sense because Atlantis was after Lemuria. This is a little side note that I found interesting because I'm now reading Diana Cooper's Dragons book. Mm-hmm. She said that even though I believe Atlantis was, you know, close to 26,000 years, I want to say, um, or maybe more. But she said out of that time frame, only 1,500 of those years was when Atlantis was at the most, um, the highest frequency that it could be in that oh, harmonious wow. state. Mm-hmm. So that surprised me only because when I think of Atlantis, I think of it, I know toward the end and its downfall, it was starting to, to degrade and decline as far as the mm-hmm. frequency. But I didn't mm-hmm. know that 1,500 years out of that, that was their optimal, you know, when everyone was working together, it was unity consciousness, mm-hmm. everyone was working together for the greater good so wow surprising thing to yeah find. that that really is surprising because I mean they existed for such a long time and you yes. would think that you know everything was going great and then all of a sudden you know but yeah uh, that that yeah. is really surprising so that shows me that even though they they were able to keep it at that high frequency for the 1500 years you know maybe in my head, I've romanticized Atlantis. And just because it was great for a while doesn't mean they didn't have their um, strife and their conflicts too and their power struggles. Right. So, right. Because when you come from, you know, a higher dimensional frequency into this 3D reality, you can't help but be affected by it. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so you have to, uh, it, it's almost like going against your grain is the way that I, yeah. I perceive it. You know, you're just like, I'm used to being in this higher frequency. You know, why should I have to lower it in order just to exist here? But um, they were probably susceptible to it um, as the rest of us are. Yes, totally. And I think it's interesting because there are still pieces of Atlantis left and the crystals that they had there are now housed all across the world. And some of them, I'm talking about the huge crystals that they would have had Mm -hmm. in their temples and things like that. Right. Talked about that before. You know, there's some Mm -hmm. in the Ozark Mountains in Arkansas. Yes. There's some under Mount Shasta. And then there's, excuse me, some in other places underwater. Mm -hmm. So those are just there. And and in the Bermuda Triangle, the one that's actually there that causes the things to happen in the Bermuda Triangle was the biggest crystal that they had that powered the entire society. I think it was called the Crystal of Poseidon. Oh, wow. And and it's still there, but it just doesn't function as it used to. So it does cause people to go into time portal. Mm-hmm. And go into just other timelines and other places is what happens. Right. So if people get lost in the Bermuda Triangle, that's they may still be alive, but just living somewhere else or any, All you know, right. and the 3D mind finds it difficult to grasp and may think, well, I'm just making that up. No, they're <laughs> that, that, they <laughs> they don't have a clue, do they? <laughs> no, no. I guess you know, that's- I know. And and it's so funny, you know, when and, and I speak from personal experience when I started learning all of these things, I was like, no, you know, yeah, <laughs> I was like, sure. Okay. I, I need to take a time out because this is too much, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and then you, when you start, you know, like, like you working with your, your unicorn, your unicorn just showing up and being like, Hey, I'm real. I'm I here, know. You know? <laughs> and, exactly. and you start experiencing them on, um, you know, an emotional level, you start, like you said, channeling them, you start working with them, you come to realize, okay, well, this is uh, not outside the realm of possibility. And so what else is out there? Yes, that's so accurate. Right. And I think so many people, I've had people ask me before my clients, and they say, now I want to connect with my guide, you know, like after they get the reading, but they'll say, how do I know I'm just not making up things in my head of how they're communicating with me. But to me, I never, I never thought otherwise about any of it. I was just like, okay, it's Tahara. She's here. She wants to talk. Mm-hmm. Never once in my mind did I have doubt. Did I say, well, I don't trust what's coming through because you just have to trust what you're receiving. And, and I live my own truth and I'm, you know, in my forties and I don't claim to like know everything, but I definitely know that there's more out there than I never realized that there was. And now I'm just coming to these things are coming to fruition and coming back to the forefront. And I don't question it. I just think it's, I'm kind of like a kid where mm-hmm. you see everything from this perspective of amazement and wonder, you know, you can't lose that because that's, that's, right. your, that's your, your ego telling you to dismiss it. Cause it's trying to keep you safe. It's always kept you safe and in your little 3D matrix box of job, work, family, pay the bills. Maybe I have to go to school some more to get farther in life and things like that. But right. it's not really what it's all about. But that that's when you can kind of start to let go, I think, by these readings. And when you get a reading from me, it will activate you on some levels because you're remembering these things. They're in your subconscious. 
they're in your cellular DNA. Absolutely. You, but it's just remembering and that triggering the remembering within you. And you, and you may not still even realize that on a conscious level, but one of my clients did tell me a lot of her, um, I'm going to switch over to the dragons for a minute. I did a, a unicorn and a dragon guide reading for her. And she said, this makes so much sense to me because he was saying how they live. A lot of the dragons live in Avalon and mm-hmm. Avalon actually exists and is a real place in the fifth dimension mm-hmm. and where most of the dragons choose to live because that was created for them. And she said, this makes sense because I always had an affinity. She lives in the U S but she said, I always had an affinity for like Scotland, Ireland, all those places over there, you know, um, in the British Isles, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. And she was just so blown away that that all made sense to her. And then another um, unicorn that I had connected with, he was, I'm sorry, a dragon that I connected with. He was of the Renaissance order of unicorns and they, sorry, dragons. And they, <laughs> <laughs> We're switching it up. <laughs> and they were dragons, t- dragons, dragons. Well, they had worked with the Ren- the Renaissance artists and they had mm-hmm. imbued light codes into that time frame in history because Christ consciousness was starting to come forward and evolve. And that was kind of like the first wave of, of the Christ, Christ light and the Christ consciousness light codes coming into, um, I guess, the atmosphere and the, um, they were trying to lift the density a little bit, you know, so that's what right. the artists did. And this dragon in particular worked during the Renaissance timeframe to do that with their human. And um, she really appreciates, she's in the US also, but she's always enjoyed Renaissance things. And I just think that's just so amazing. I didn't know any of that. And then she got the reading and she contacted me and she said, this all makes sense now. I like classical music. I like Renaissance artists. I watch things on um, you know, PBS about these types of things. And now this all makes sense. Right. So validating that the things that call to people and um, that people that lights people up is, is tied to them on an energetic level. And that and, and I can attest to this as well in the readings that I perform is that whatever, even if it seems silly and insignificant or not that big of a deal, it really is a big deal because it's trickling down, you know, from past lives, from, you know, your higher self, from right, um, your, um, from your guides. And yeah. it, 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 it all makes this like beautiful web of what makes you you. Yes. It's, um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's like pieces to the puzzle. And then once you start to connect them, you think, you know, well, these are synchronicities, but like you said, they're, they're literally in your DNA and you don't even realize it. And it's, and it's there and it's, and it's not dormant because you do enjoy these things. But then once you get the reading from me, it activates those things on a certain level. And then you realize grand scheme of things, right. And you were just this tiny little part of it. And there's this picture you as this person. And then there's this huge light around you, just like a ray of sunlight. And that's you and that's your essence. But then you have all these pieces to the puzzle, which are your guides, your past lives, uh, the things you've experienced in those lifetimes. A lot of people, it's coming up a lot, soul redemption. I can mm. times from the dragons and the unicorns, 
they want to tell their human or soul partners, they've been referring to the humans now, they want to tell them that you're here for soul redemption. And please don't forget that. Remember, that word comes up so much. Remember. And right. it's always, you know, capital letters. Right. So that's part of my job is to help people remember because I have a soul contract with the unicorns and the dragons and the elementals to work with their humans to help them remember. And it's such an honor. I, I'm just, it makes, brings tears to my eyes because it's such a beautiful thing that I'm the, the liaison. You can connect on your own. Of course you can connect on your own. And I encourage people to do that on my Instagram page at a connected spark. Mm-hmm. I have a meet your unicorn guide meditation, a guided mm-hmm. meditation and the same for the dragons. So what I would encourage anyone who's interested in that to maybe start there and try to meet your dragon or your unicorn on your own, or just sit in meditation and thank them for coming to you. You know, know, it's such an honor to be able to connect and that, like I had said earlier, I have this whole big unicorn family and this whole big dragon family. And they're just, they're like little kids who are excited because they're like, oh my gosh, (laughs) they remember me. (laughs) This is awesome. It's my first friend that I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah. I was here the whole time and and you said you would remember me, but it just took you a while, but I'm so happy you're back. <laughs> right, right. This is the lifetime. This is the lifetime where you said you would remember. Right. You would do whatever and you could. And I feel like as um as a light worker and um you know, part of light working and not not all light workers are way showers. But um, all way showers are light workers, and I feel like this is the way that you are a way shower. Is you're you're guiding people back to remembering these guides and who they are. That's beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. I love the way, the way you put that too of being a way shower and a light worker, and it just it fills my heart to to know that I don't you know I don't ever think that that there's not a way that other people can connect. Of course, everyone can connect on their own. It's just that I have a soul contract with them. So before I came, hey, I want to help people remember. And hey, I want to help you, dragons and unicorns, connect to to all the humans. And just the fact that they're calling their humans now their soul partners, I mean, that really is what it is. Your dragon is your power aspect of your soul. Mm Mm-hmm. Your dragon is that badass that you always thought you was going to be. That's them, but they're also loving, and they're like the unicorns, where they just—they're all about love, but they're also about protecting, and they're also about the children. And the dragon collective is here because they want to help and protect the children of Earth, so that we can bring this. They call it Project Restoration Earth to bring this forward and to make this happen as soon as possible. To help Absolutely, us yes. choose the highest possible timeline that's available to us to get there quickly. Right. And, and knowing that it's possible, you know, we, um, you know, once again, in this 3D matrix world that we're living in, you know, we are stifled so many times by our own thoughts and our own feelings. And we only see possibility as um, something that has to be almost tangible Um, it has to be real and in front of our face for us to believe it and by not 
um, honoring the fact that, hey, um, you're multidimensional, you're multifaceted, uh, multi-talented and and honoring that about yourself. Like you you cut yourself off at the knees, basically, and you're not able to reach, um, you know, reach the next level because you're not um, you're not allowing yourself to go there. Well, in typical human form, we're overthinking it, right? Right, exactly. I mean, when you just let go and you let it flow and you say, okay, I might be in meditation one day. And that's how I've met all my guides. I mean, my primary guide was just there in meditation one day and his name is White Feather, and he's a Lakota Native American. And he just was kind of hanging out in my meditation every day. And I was thinking, okay, I think you might be more than just a person hanging out. <laughs> so I finally asked him. You know, and he said he was my spirit guide. So you have to just, um, people say they can't meditate. And I always wonder, well, why can't you just sit for five minutes? Even if you do have thoughts come into your head, you train, you train yourself to dismiss the thought. And I always meditate right. with music. I don't know about you, but I think if, if more people could start to meditate is where I was going with this. I think that more people would realize that that's just quieting your mind is all that's doing and allowing these things to come forth from your yes. higher self. Yes, absolutely. And meditation is a practice. That's what I tell people who have said, you know, I really struggled to meditate. You know, everybody struggles to meditate in the beginning. Yeah. And, and it's just, like you said, it's just training your mind. You know, it's like, okay, I have these thoughts. I am aware of it. I'm going to bring myself back to center. Mm -hmm. and 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 just continue to bring yourself back to center and that not to shame yourself if you get distracted by something totally and some days I do get you know quite a bit distracted and then then I really try to focus on my breathing and when you breathe and just take your deep breaths and just really focus on your breath I know again that may sound cheesy to some people but it really does eliminate all the distractions when you're focusing on your breath. And so right. when, I, when I meditate, I mean, it, it can be anywhere between an hour and an hour and a half. And I always begin my meditation the same way, connect with the same guides. And then the end of the meditation is when I connect with the unicorn or dragon that I'm working with so that I can remember, obviously, right when I come out of meditation and be able to right. type up those messages. But I also, I think a good practice is to maybe try to do the same things each time you meditate, because then you're putting structure to the unstructured, just so you know, in your head, how it's going to go. Right. You know, and I always come from a place of thank you for everything. Thank you, guides. Thank you, spirit. Thank you. Just everything isn't, you know, show me this or show me that. It's just always thank you for showing me what messages I need to know today. You don't have right. to say, why not just leave it open-ended and see what comes through? Sure. Yeah. And, and there's probably a lot of fear surrounding open-ended questions like that. We yeah. you're like, Oh gosh, what are they going to tell me? You know? <laughs> and, and with the last two years that we've had, I kind of get it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like we, right. we had no idea what we were in for and, uh, but no. know that it's okay. It's okay to, to be afraid, you know, acknowledge your fear, but don't, don't let it hold you back from the things that you need to hear. Yeah, exactly. That's the perfect way to put it. And, and even in meditation too, because with working with uh, Oracle cards too, I, my main spirit guide will tell me, you know, go get this card, say the Fox card, or I have an animal spirit guide deck that he really likes to use. 
Mm-hmm. And then I just will read the message on that. And that can convey so much. So maybe also if you're just beginning and you have Oracle cards, or I don't know if this would work with tarot cards because I don't use those, but you know, just ask what messages they have through, through there. And then that's like, totally, that's like a hack to be able to do that. Right. Right. Exactly. Messages in the card right. and they're all on point. I mean, it always, it's kind of cute. And I always kind of chuckle because I'm like, okay, what you got for me today? Because I'm always <laughs> who he's going to send me. Um, of course, sometimes I forget to look it up. So then when I remember, I look it up. <laughs> that's all about the unicorns and the dragons. I communicate with them the same way. And I met my dragon guide through the same thing. I had, I didn't actually read Diana Cooper's dragons book. I have that right now, but he came to me prior to that meditation. And he told me I'll be doing the same things with the dragons that I do with the unicorns. And then I thought to myself, well, why did the unicorns come first? And he said, because everybody loves the unicorns, right? They kind of, (laughs) of course, we're going to put the shiny object out there first, the cute unicorns. And then we're we're going to lure you in with the unicorns. (laughs) (laughs) The marketing tool. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Hey, that's smart. I mean, not going to (laughs) lie. They do. They're so funny too, because when they, and they're just so matter of fact, when they say it like, yeah, you knew but doesn't that all make sense? And I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. You know? Um, but the, the unicorns are the marketers for sure. Think about all the places they've been the past 20 years, all the merchandise they've made themselves apparent on and things like that. Diana Cooper says that in her book, that's no mistake that you've seen so many unicorns because they came back to assist with the Ascension and they came back to bring their healing energy. They left after Atlantis and they haven't really been back since then. Now with the dragons, it's interesting because I read in her book that the dragons stayed, they were allowed to ascend after Atlantis and they were given that normally they reside in like the fourth dimension and up. So say they were in Atlantis in the fifth dimension. Well, they said they knew that humanity would need us eventually and that they were, there would be another shift again, eventually years later, obviously. And so they stayed and that was their service work to humanity was to stay and help. So they've been here and my dragon guide has been here with me the whole time. He said a lot of dragons came in in the mid 80s when there was uh, an up upgrade to the grid, to that mm-hmm. crystal that I was talking about. Yes. They're also called ley lines. So he said when the ley lines were able to support more energy because the frequency was rising, and this was in 1986, he said more dragons came in. But he said, he's been here with me the whole time. And he calls himself, um, I'm an indigo child. And he said, I'm, he is too. And he makes me laugh because he's all, all into like um, Jimi Hendrix and all these like, call them like <laughs> counter, counterculture artists, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. the Vietnam War, any of those songs that they would have been playing back then. That's like his stuff that gets him going for, for the, this is a mission. I mean, just because I'm here and in human form, this is our mission. And everybody who's here with their dragons, you're a human being, but you have a dragon that's right there that you can't see to your naked eye. But that dragon is right there and you are on a mission right now. And your mission is to help humanity and raise the vibration of Mother Earth and keep the vibration high and the vibration of humanity so that we can ascend into the fifth dimension. We can ascend to the new aspect of Mother Earth. Yes. 
so then sister <laughs> i know i feel like i'm preaching right there but i'm I like know, That's it. get up on that Too pulpit up. tell <laughs> people <laughs> he's like hold on i gotta talk that's my dragon guide i know you know ah, them <laughs> yes so please tell us what is your dragon guide's name his name is haiku and he showed himself to me as an asian as an as an asian dragon and he said that's because we worked in the temples in asia uh, mainly japan mm-hmm. um, around the time so it would have been prior to like the renaissance time frame but um in asia a lot of people were still connected to their guides Mm-hmm. the Western world was really starting to get away from that during that time frame. I'd say like medieval times mm-hmm. they were starting to get away from that. Well, we, he and I were imbuing light codes into um, Asian cultures to keep the vibration high and keep the frequency high because they were one of the last groups that actually stayed in contact with their dragons. And he said they would be seen as like a mist back in that time frame. So the dragon oh. was visible to the naked eye, but it was more as a mist. And um, just, of course, working since they're here to help, since they didn't leave after Atlantis, obviously their mission is to just help raise the frequency. And that's what they're doing. So any mission with a dragon is going to be ultimately to raise the frequency of the earth and to keep your light high and a Mm -hmm. high vibration. Mm -hmm. So Haiku is my right hand man, he says, but we are soul partners. And it's kind of like brother and sister vibe it's really just kind of like we're both pretty silly and goofy and like to have fun (laughs) he's he's all into his Jimi Hendrix and he'll fly in front of my car when we're out and I'll put my Jimi Hendrix CD on and he's just out there I can't see him but I know he's out there he's just flying ahead of me and enjoying his day he likes when we go we have this road near my house it's kind of like the back way instead of taking the highway but he loves it because it's like a windy road with hills and stuff. And mm-hmm. just says, he says, this is the most beautiful planet for being a third dim- dimensional planet. He said, this is really a beautiful planet. We should be blessed to know that our planet is really beautiful. And he likes being here. Yes. So, He's right it- about that. And and I don't think a lot of people know about that is that, you know, in Dolores Cannon's book, which I know you're a fan of Dolores mm-hmm. as well, um, she talks about in her channelings that that um, Earth was almost it's almost like a vacation spot, you know, for some, but it ended up becoming uh, a place to learn lessons and uh, perform missions. And now that Earth is at this critical time, you know, that's why so many people are that are here now are here to help with the ascension of Earth. Yes, I do remember reading that in her book, too. And I thought, how interesting of a concept is that that Earth was kind of created as a vacation planet. Right, because it is very beautiful, for sure. Yeah. So and just with all the different species of animals and things like that, I will say when sometimes when we're driving on that road, you know, you'll see a little animal that got hit by a car or whatever off on the side of the road. And he always says, bless you (laughs) as he flies because it makes him sad and it does yes a big strong dragon but he still has just a heart a big big heart like a teddy yes Yes, I can attest to that um (laughs) when I connected with him because uh that that, that's totally the vibe that I got just a big almost like a big flying puppy or something (laughs) yes Yes, because Beck did a little Akashic Records reading for him and went in there and she said right when she opened the door, 
she said haiku was right there. And she was like, oh my gosh, it reminds me of when your dog is there when you get home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like they're all excited to see you and they're wagging their tail. And they're like, hey, 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 you're, you're here. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so basically you would say that um, you sort of met your uh, haiku the same way mm-hmm. you met Tahara in that it just, he just kind of, came up in your awareness. He did. He did in meditation. Yes. And then I would almost say at this point, he's the one who I know is always here now. And that could be too. It is easier to connect with the dragons because like I said, they generally reside around the fourth dimension dimension. So they are closer to our frequency and, you know, do go back and forth between that 3d frequency all the way up to the five day frequency now. Yes. Throughout your day. You can do that. So I just feel like he's always here. Whereas Tahara, they, they're in the seventh dimension all the way up to the 12th. Mm-hmm. So even though she's here, when I notice her as more so if I put music on and I'm dancing and she's there and she's just having fun, things like that, you know, and she'll put thoughts in my head um, is the way that she and I connect a lot of times during the day. You know, it's a Tahara thought. Haiku, mm-hmm. I sense his presence. So I would be curious if people um, would feel the same way or if that's just me. To me, it makes sense that the, the dragons do feel like they're here because they are and they're so close right. to our But yes, right. that's how I met Haiku. And the Dragons book by Diana Cooper is just like, of course, a plethora of information about everything dragons. So I would recommend either her U- Magic of the Unicorns or it's just called The Dragons, I think is the Dragons book. Okay. If people are interested. And then one of my clients had asked me too, if I had any good books I could recommend on Avalon and I don't, but I would be curious if anybody else following this would have an Avalon recommendation on a book because oh yeah, so many of the dragons live and Avalon was created by God um, for the dragons to live there. So right. Dragon rider i know if you follow my instagram page you hear me talk about being a dragon rider and a lot of us are dragon riders and that just means that you do literally fly on your dragon to do your missions and um those who don't do that their dragons are usually serpent dragons who live under water and they live in mm-hmm. cave systems throughout earth mm-hmm. so that would be the other type of dragon and those right. are massive if you you know, you can even do an online search and just type in um, serpent dragon. And that kind of looks like the Loch Ness monster, just a huge ginormous snake looking dragon. Very, very cool. That sounds pretty rad. Yeah. <laughs> They're all different and they all have yeah. different personalities and they all have different um, things that, that they feel are important to convey in the messaging. And mm-hmm. so with the readings, I think, I think that it always never ceases to amaze me the things that come forward. I mean, oh, I get yeah. to connect just like the person who I'm working, you know, my client, I get just as excited as they do. Right, right. Because I, I mean, something. yeah, this is this is your this is your soul work, you know, it lights you up inside. Yeah, true. That's so true. It just it just makes me smile just knowing that they're that they're there and they're just so eager to communicate it's just so beautiful it is it's so magical truly so magical (laughs) yes so I have another question for you so 
when you were you know when you were a child um did you were you ever fascinated with unicorns and dragons with fairy tales or anything like that or were you um like what like what were you into as a child and and if you were into unicorns and dragons um I guess it wouldn't it wouldn't be much of a shock that you know this would <laughs> this would be your life purpose because um, you know as as you know my my podcast is dedicated to the pursuit of purpose so I, I just I'm just yeah. curious how how yes. how this all this ties into your purpose I mean obviously you're a light worker um, but I was just really curious about you know when you started to realize on your journey um, that maybe you you were different than most people. And you, you started to become aware of your gifts. Well, as a kid, believe it or not, no, I wasn't. I mean, unicorns, like I said, I'm in my 40s. So when I was a kid, you know, throughout the 80s, I wouldn't really say there was a lot of unicorn things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the dragons, no, which is so interesting because all of this is just who would have thought? I mean, I was not into those things at all. Oh, you know, wow. my bar- yeah. I was into my Barbies and like playing with my friends and riding my bike. That was about it. But I was always a person who kind of never really had like a ton of of friends. I would say I was always kind of like either the third wheel or somebody who was friends with a group, but I never really had one in particular best friend or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that kind of carries, carries through to adulthood. I've always kind of been on the fringe, even though I'm you can ask anybody and they're like, Chris is so nice. She's so sweet. Oh my gosh. Love her. You know, (laughs) but I've never really, because that's just me and that's just me being light. And I've always, you know, I was picked on as a kid. I was picked on in middle school and going into the beginning of high school and things like that, you know, like Mm a lot, but I think now looking back, that was probably just my light and I was different than everybody. And this world is so harsh when you come into it. And you true you come from that place of light and love and then you forget about that. And then you wonder, well, why is everyone so mean here? Like, why do they just (laughs) say mean things to you? Why does everyone suck? (laughs) Yes. I didn't, I just, I still don't grasp that concept. You know, it's just, it's very, sometimes it's hard for me to speak up for myself and be assertive because I come from a place of love. Like all I want to do is just everybody be happy and live in harmony and joy and peace. And like, it's totally hippie vibes, you know, like a hippie vibe from the sixties. Right. But as a kid, I know I kind of always did my own thing. And as an adult, I still do. And that's, I think that's part of my light work is just to keep me separate from people to keep my vibration higher. And you can ask anybody who knows me and they just think, she's such a great person and we love Chris and all that, but you know, I don't really have, I don't have people that I hang out with all the time. And that's just me protecting my light. And that's me probably subconsciously doing that and not, yeah. I'm a loner. I, I, I really am, but I, I probably a lot of people listening to this can relate to that. Cause I bet yes. you the majority of the light workers will say they've always been on the fringe. They've always felt different and it doesn't have to feel different in a bad way. Right. You, just you are a human, but you don't connect with the humans. And that's because we're such a high frequency and we've lived so many lifetimes. So many of us are here, are such old souls, thousands of lifetimes, you know? Right. I and mean, we, I we've incorporated so many lessons and 
that too, you know, when, when you have all of this knowledge, like living within you, that can kind of alienate you too, because not everybody's in that place. And it's not that, you know, you're better than them or you're above them or anything. It's just where they're at and their soul's journey. And it, it's, it can be uh, a challenge to find somebody who's in a similar place as you. Yes. hundred percent. You said that 100%. And that is so And I think that's what gets people and you have seen the rise of depression, anxiety, things like that, because there are so Mm -hmm. many star seeds here, you know, between the ages of, let's just say the, the first wave of volunteers would have came in the Mm sixties. So you have, and look at how rampant drugs were in the sixties. And that was just a way to disconnect from what you truly were feeling, but you like wanted to dampen that because you didn't know how to deal with it. And then you got 70s and 80s and you know there were still drugs and things like that then but and then social media came along and then that was kind of like kept people to themselves and things like that so there's been so many ways that we've been alienated but now it's time to move away from that and to come back in in unity and I I don't know how that happens overall but I know by like I found you online and I found so many people online who share all these common things with me and we know we know who we are. And yes, it is hard to be an old soul and have these things within you and not have anybody to really visit, you know, like I, I can talk to my husband about the stuff and I do, but he doesn't really relate on a soul level because he's not to that point yet. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just his journey. You know, it's nice to have someone who understands, you know, if I'm throwing out the term 5d that, you know, what I'm talking about. Right. The Akashic records, obviously, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm happy that we're all finding each other online because then that's just allowing us to share this. And we are raising the vibration that way too. Me too. Yes. It, it, as much as uh, the internet, you know, gives us grief, <laughs> it, yeah. it can also be a blessing because as you said, it, it gives us connection and it shows us like, Hey, I'm not alone. Um, I have other people who are into this same thing as me and we can talk about those things. Totally. It's safe to remember. And that's another message that they've told me time and time again, is this is a lifetime where it's safe to remember these things. We've probably been persecuted in the past or shunned from society, you know, all the different bad things that you can imagine happening because we were trying to tell people about source and about love and our true divine nature and things like that. Right. These lifetimes. And now we're here and it's, it's safe to do that. Just be yourself. And I know that's hard for younger people. I mean, my daughter is in elementary school and, you know, I think it is really hard for the kids nowadays. It, it, it just, yeah. And I, I, I would love at some point to find some way to support the new earth starseed children, you know, in that way. And my daughter her guides. And I think that really is a way of connecting, but on some level, the parent also has to be willing to allow their child to connect like that. Right. So if the parent doesn't believe in it or the parent doesn't want the child to connect in that way, then you can only do so much. But I think that if, if kids knew about their guides and it's easier for them to connect with their guides than it is for us because they haven't forgotten how to do that. Right. Well, and I mean, I guess as a parent myself, 
I would say my biggest concern would be, you know, when you go to connect with your guides, that's fine. But um, don't open yourself up to any kind of nefarious energy out there because they're, they are definitely out there too. And you need to make sure you protect yourself just like you have to protect yourself, you know, physically and mentally and emotionally when you go out into the world and you interact with other people because you just don't know people's true intentions. You're right. A hundred percent. And I, and I will say right now that every day, you know, when I get up, I take my selenite sticks, which is what, if people are looking to connect with their unicorn guides, get some selenite because they love selenite. It has such a high frequency. I take my selenite sticks and I start, um, almost like if you're doing a jumping jack, I start at the top of my body and then work all the way, put my hands out to my side, work all the way down to my feet. And I surround myself with white light. That's my armor of God. That is Mm -hmm. my white light of protection. And then anything that is not serving the light will bounce off of that and put your intention to make that happen. You can do that for your home, for your children, you know, to an extent you can do that for your children. They will need to be doing that for themselves by a certain age. Right. Probably by like, you know, 10 or something, I would say. Right. Yeah. Oh, you're absolutely correct because there's so much, um, cuckoo stuff and energy out there right now and all absolutely the yeah absolutely um and you know as as the energies you know ramp up and as um people um you know st- you, we start to see people's you know true selves it's definitely yeah. um it's definitely crucial to make sure like you said you have on your armor of god and um not allow certain things to affect you because it's it's so easy to do and as long as you are I think I think that's a, another part of of our um, I guess our journey and our gifts is uh, you know reminding people to be aware of that as well um, because yeah. you know having been psychically attacked myself it is not fun <laughs> um, oh my god it is, yeah. it is definitely something that can happen to anyone well, it can, and it happens in, you know, even when you have your guard up, I mean, it right. can happen. And I'm sure you felt that way, right? And it still happened. Right. I've, I've had that as well. So, and a lot of times it can come from your family. And and what it is, is that they, they're working through your family to get to you. Right, exactly. So that is something to be aware of. Yeah. And right. it have been really just easy to set off lately too. And I'm sure everybody feels that way you know, family members, friends, things like that. Everybody's just ready to pop off at any given moment. But the right. Yeah. Because the energies are so intense right now. Yes. It's seriously, you can feel it and cut it. If you're an empath, you can like cut it with a knife and you can just feel it. It's, it's like fog. Right. <laughs> right it there. is. It's so thick it's and be- dense. Yeah. Yes. And then the last thing I wanted to say too, well, another thing was that now I'm also doing Oracle card readings through the dragons and the unicorns. So what that, that is, is instead of me meditating with the guides, I ask them to connect with them. And then I ask them to pull three cards from either the unicorn deck or the dragon deck. And those are your messages for your highest good at this time and what they want to convey to you. Mm -hmm. And then I provide the message from the card. And then I channel a message from your guide. And then I type those up also and send those to you with a uh, picture of each of the cards. 
mm-hmm. the guidebook message for the card, and then the message from your guide about the card. So that's another service that I'm offering. And that's on there. All my services are on my link tree on my Instagram page, which is at a connected spark. And then you'll click on my link tree. And I also have a newsletter there too. I do a spiritual awakening newsletter and all the links are there for that also. Oh, that's awesome. If anyone has more questions on, in addition to that, they can just send me a DM. So that's, that, that's where I think we've talked about this in the past. That's like our, our, our pages are like libraries of information. There's so much that you can access on there. Just like I do your monthly updates and, you know, I don't do the numerology or the astrology like you do. So that always interests me so much to see what you have to say for the month. So thank you. Oh, well, that that makes me, that makes me very happy. And, and I'm so happy it resonates with you. Um, Because I mean, these messages that we all have, you know, they are important. Um, And that's, I think that's the beauty of, um, of our social media pages too, is people can go back and reference these things. You know, it may not apply to them now, but it might six months from now and they can go back and read those messages and be like, oh my gosh, okay, now I understand what this was trying to say. Yes, exactly. I totally agree. And I've had, um, I started my page last September, so it's just been a little over a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's been so much information that's come through and I'm so appreciative to my guides and my, and my clients and everyone that I've worked with appreciative to you and those that I've met online who've even pushed me more to like dig deeper and want to know more. And just every day is a new thing where I just feel like I'm a child of the universe right now. We all are. Right. Absolutely. We're always learning. Yes. And I've always, have you always been like that? I feel like I've always been like that. It's just even yes. more. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Most and and I, I attribute some of that to my human design chart. Um, I'm a five one, which is okay. a her- heretic investigator. And so I, mm-hmm. I'm a ferocious reader. I am always wanting to know more and understand better and dig deeper. So, um, but yes, yeah, so I'm definitely like that too. <laughs> that makes sense. And I don't know what mine is, but that sounds like something that might be similar to what mine would be because a good book might, that's another thing. When I started my spiritual awakening, I got into Dolores Cannon's books and I know you touched on her. And I think that's a great place for people to start if they're really looking to dive deeper into what's going on right now. Dolores was a a hypnotherapist, but when she would hypnotize people, they would go back to past lives on other planets, past lives is the air, you know, rock, things like that. And she just has so much information. I think any of her books, I really like the convoluted universe series that she had. Absolutely. I would start with that personally. um, All of her books are so, like you said, a plethora of information and they're so activating. Yes, true. And they're easy to read because she's just literally transcribing her sessions. So it's just like right. question, answer, question, answer. Right. So that's and, and I found that to be so helpful because it, there was no, um, you know, there was no whimsy in there. You know, we, right. we didn't have to we didn't have to sift through um, anything extra. Like she's like, here's the information. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> 
God love her. She's still helping us today. And you know, she's over there somewhere like on some kind of galactic ambassador, you know, tour oh, or something. They're like, what? <laughs> she's over there being a boss babe for sure. <laughs> um, so please uh, share with everybody. Cause I, I was going to ask you about, you know, your services and you said you had some new offerings um, coming mm-hmm. up soon so please share with everybody yeah. about your offerings and tell them you know how they can find you I know you said Instagram okay. uh, but yes. feel, feel, feel free to reiterate okay so I'm doing the unicorn guide readings and the dragon readings and those are my yes. in, the initial offerings that I've always had and that's where I meditate with your guide for four days the only thing you have to do is thank your guide for me and then I do the rest so, um, and I'm scheduled right now I'm scheduling for mid November and I know we're taping this in October, so I don't know how far off we'll be by the time you post this one, but generally it's like four to six weeks out is what I'm scheduling these for. Okay, so great. I, I would encourage people to just send me a DM. You can always check my link tree for the FAQs. And then the other service that I've just recently added is the unicorn Oracle card reading and the dragon Oracle card reading. And that's the one where I was saying, I still connect with your guide. However, I don't meditate with them for four days. Mm -hmm. I connect with them prior to the reading. And then I ask them, what would they like to tell you now for your highest good direction? So it's, it's, it's literally an update on what you need to know right now. It's nothing really, it's, it's like a traditional Oracle card reading, except I'm connecting directly with your guide. And so you'll get your guide's name, you'll get your description of your guide and a little bit about their energy and how they came to me and presented themselves. And then I will pick the three cards that they asked me to pick. I take a picture of each card, type up the guidebook message, and then type up the channel message that they have for you for that card. Awesome. So that one's a lot faster. I can usually get that one back to you within 48 hours of scheduling that one. Okay, great. And then in the future, I know I will also be doing um, the mermaids and the fairies have been talking to me too about connecting with them and offering readings for them as well, just like I do with the unicorns and the dragons. Excellent. So that would be my oh, next man. training. Oh yeah. my gosh, I'm so yeah. excited. <laughs> yes. I know. It's just it because they're all they are different energy. I mean, it really is. Sure. The unicorns and dragons are different. So I'm really curious to see. How the mer- now the mermaids that have come to me in some of the unicorn readings are really all about they've worked with Atlantis, they've worked with the light codes, so they're there um, in the water to imbue the water with light codes, and they're all about service. I mean, they work in service with the other animals in the ocean, so they're really right. huge, huge service mission because that's where they you want to talk about like living from your heart and soul and what what your service work is. That's what the mermaids are. I mean, they really just live to be of service in that way because they're just so happy. Right. That is incredible. I'm I'm so excited to to see more about that. Me too. And this is, you know, this will all be probably, I would say by the end of the year, you know, by Mm -hmm. the end of 2021, beginning of 2022, Mm -hmm. I will close out and I will just have my training prior to that, which is what I did with my unicorn guide readings and my dragon guide readings, I, I um, train and practice with individuals first. And then I'm able to, they say, okay, you're ready. You get the gold star time to start. (laughs) Fantastic. I love that. (laughs) 
I'm so, so my, my thrilled. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you no, said. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then my newsletter is on there as well, which is just a link um, for that. And if people enjoy the newsletters and want to sign up for those, they can do that as well. If you click on a newsletter, there is a sign up button on the newsletter and you can sign up to get those when they come out. Fantastic. I'm so excited. Well, Chris. I am too. Thank you so much for being on Soul Prints today. Um, the last question that I have for you before we close is mm -hmm. what is one piece of advice that you would give someone who is on a spiritual journey at this time? To connect and trust. As I had said earlier, trust what comes to you. A lot of people will, if you're connecting with your guides and you it, at any at any time when you decide that you're ready to connect with your your guides, that would be my advice is they're really looking to do that right now. And it doesn't matter which guide wants to come to you. All you can do is sit quietly and say, thank you to my spirit team for connecting with me. And thank you for showing me what I need to know today and see what comes through. And, and it may be easier for you to even start and journal, write down what comes to you when you come out of you know that quiet time. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to call it meditation, don't call it meditation. Call it sitting outside in nature and listening to the birds and what comes to you. Because there are so many things that are all around you that you don't even realize because it's not visible to the naked eye, but it's there. Right. So to begin to connect with your guides and thank them for whatever they want to share with you and, and tell them, I'm here and I'm ready to connect. I'm ready to remember Thank you for showing me how to do that. And thank you for right. showing me clearly because so many times there are so many signs, but people aren't focused on that. They're focused on whatever distraction is going on, you know? So you really we just are, need to be we aware. Are we are definitely distracted. That's for sure. <laughs> it's off the hook, right? It's just like, and once you kind of maybe go into that, knowing that, yeah, I'm distracted. So, but I'm going to try to focus on this and I'm going to try to bring my attention to what spirit is showing me. Are you seeing feathers? Are you seeing a certain animal? Are you seeing, um, is a certain person trying to contact you that hasn't contacted you in a long time? Right. Um, I mean, I took pictures last week in my yard and I sent one to you because I showed you, I was just taking pictures of the sun because it's been really cool lately to see what kind of light codes come through those pictures. Mm -hmm. And um, there was just like a, a purple mist right next to me. And we sat and I, I showed you and I thought, I don't know who this is. And then we kind of both at the same time said, I think that's haiku. <laughs> so it, was yeah. my it ended up being my dragon and he was just sitting in the yard with me and I caught him on camera and I'll post that picture on my Instagram page sometime because I haven't made a post about it yet. I did put it on my stories. But I mean, he was just sitting there hanging out with me and you could clearly see an outline of a dragon's face. It almost looked like if you would imagine a cartoon dragon just yes. <laughs> eyes looking right at you. Yes. Ears, kind of like almost like Dino would have looked or something. Right. <laughs> Dino? Yeah, Dino. Yeah. He was just sitting there like that. And, you know, small, the same size as me at that time, but they're shapeshifters and they can be any size they want to be. And so to maybe be aware, take some pictures right. that exercise that, that they wanted me to share at that time, encourage people to go outside and take pictures and see what comes up in your pictures. 
Right. See the orbs, see the, the rings around the sun that are there, but not visible to the naked eye. So my advice would just be, be observant and try to connect more. They're waiting um, to hear from you. <laughs> absolutely. And I agree. And that is fa- fabulous and fantastic advice. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Yes. Well, we are going to wrap things up today, but Chris, I would love to have you on Soul Prince in the future, if you would be willing. And um, I absolutely love all of the messages that came through. Thank you so much uh, for your time and your wisdom. And everybody, please check out Chris on Instagram at a connected spark and make sure you sign up for that newsletter. (laughs) Thank you. you You can keep, you can keep up with all the latest unicorn and dragon goodness. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And everyone. Yes. Thank you, Chris. And thank you everyone for listening today. And I hope you have a fabulous rest of your week. Stay blessed. We only have a few spots available for our 2022 Vision Quest Shadows and Sage Retreat in Sedona, Arizona, January 30th through February 5th. We have extended the early bird pricing. It is now $13.33 and payment plans are available. To find out more information, visit akashicbeck.com or thesensitivesage.com under Retreats.